an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen, and on deck for today's episode. Well, first off, it's going to be a real short episode today. I'm really only going to cover one topic. It's the one that's uh, got the wrestling world ablaze right now. Information still rolling out as we roll on during the week, but I got to talk about what's basically on the table right now. And I know I'm teasing it. I'll get to it in just a bit. Um, Drama going on in the wrestling world, drama going on in Hollywood as we approach the release of Don't Worry Darling, which is a movie that I've been really looking forward to to a long time ever ever since I, you know, saw who was going to be in the movie. Uh, the trailer was, uh, enticing. A lot of behind the scenes drama going on and they just had like their world premiere up in Venice. And, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff going on on the internet with, with Chris Pine and Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. Uh, and then this is the part that I love about the internet was when they take stuff like this and and they run with it and they start running gags and memes and, you know, a, a movie called JFK with Kevin Costner was brought into the mix with this. My buddy Daniel Tucker sent me a couple of funny memes involving this movie and it's just been the funniest thing. Uh, you know, any publicity is good publicity, right? You know, we'll see if that translates into box office numbers for this movie coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I know I mentioned that I wanted to do a show once I saw the movie Barbarian, but of course it's still early in the week. Um, that will actually come out early tomorrow for early shows if you're into doing that, or if not, it'll be out this weekend starting Friday. So hopefully I'll be able to put out another episode um, talking about this, or if not, it'll, it'll be a quick you know, instant review and maybe just any other topics that may come ahead within the next couple of days here. Um, but this is a topic that I really wanted to focus on today. And let's get to it. So, folks, it was a great weekend of professional wrestling. WWE's Clash at the Castle was a very fun event. It was very elegant, very classy. It was overseas up in Cardiff, Wales. You know, it wasn't one of the big shows, right? It wasn't a SummerSlam. It wasn't a WrestleMania, uh, a Survivor Series, or even a Royal Rumble, which, breaking news, folks, if you haven't heard, the WWE Royal Rumble in 2023 in January will be here in my city, San Antonio, Texas, at the Alamo Dome. January 28th is going to be on a Saturday. Tickets are going to be going on sale soon. I'm definitely going to that. I was here the last time. Uh, when they showed up in 2017, so it was a lot of fun then, and of course there's nothing like experiencing a WWE event live, and, and now that it's, you know, they're putting it back in domes, right, so the Alamo Dome can hold like about 60,000 people, so it'll be a big event, and they'll hype it up, and it's going to be incredible, can't wait for that, but again, Clash of the Castle was fun, you know, they treated it like a big show, even on Monday Night Raw, that happened this past week, they were showing, you know, highlights and video packages, as if it were a huge event, and I I think it's pretty cool, fun event, you know, nothing too major happening, but it was was a nice wrestling event, then we get to Sunday, AEW's All Out event pay-per-view, a total of 15 matches, which included the buy-in, or the pre-show, or the zero hour, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I tuned into that actually. I mean, I got out a little earlier from work that day. Um, so I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I'll watch the pre-show, which I hadn't really planned on doing. I just wanted to watch the main show because I knew it was going to be long anyway. Cause the main show was going to have 11 matches. So that was going to be in for a rough ride for me. Um, a, a good wrestling show, definitely not. The best that AEW has done, I still think their best pay-per-view has been Revolution from earlier this year, um, back in, I believe it was either February or March, 
I still think that's their best pay-per-view of the year so far. But nonetheless, still a great show. Capped off by CM Punk recapturing the AEW World title from Jon Moxley in a fun main event. And then everybody saw the return of MJF, which we all have been waiting for in the wrestling world ever since he went on his you know, profanity-laced tyrant or tirade on Dynamite back at the end of May or early June, whenever it was. But, folks, unfortunately, that was overshadowed by what came afterwards. And what AEW does post their pay-per-views is they do, like, a thing called the Media Scrum. And that's where they have, like, the wrestling journalists from online, you know, at Fightful, the Wrestling Observer with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, uh, you know, all these different outlets. Um, and, you know, the, for most of them, they're just bloggers and stuff. They're not really, like, journalists, journalists. The only one in that bunch that I would consider probably a real journalist and does is full-on research and, and, and data and all that stuff is probably Dave Meltzer and then Brandon Thurston on the business side of, you know, ratings and all that stuff. Like, those guys are, like, super legit. Everybody else are just opinionists and, you know, whatever. So, but that that's here nor there. So that's what they do. They, they bring in these people and they, they usually ask them, like, for sure, like, softball questions. Like, I've watched these in the past and they're not, like, um, you know... I, when you watch these things, you want to get interesting, you know, info, right? You're you're hoping to get like maybe a little cracks into the in the backstage of what's going on. Well, I think everybody got what they finally wanted with this thing. So at the beginning intro of this thing was Tony Khan and coming just right off of his match with John Moxley, which went on for at least twenty five, close to maybe thirty minutes. You know, Punk's bleeding, sweating. He's got all these emotions running. MJF returning. You know, he had a big feud with him. And, you know, there's been, I guess, little friction between him and him, I guess, on the backside of things, you know, just because their, their rivalry was pretty heated and there was like elements of, of real life thrown into it. So I'm, I'm sure all of that was weighing in on CM Punk's mind. So he comes in to do this media scrum. And the last couple of times he's done it, he's been very friendly and very just, you know, you know, he laughs and doesn't really take himself too seriously. But he opens things up by, you know, he's got like some food with him, some drinks, and he's being very just, you know, ah, uh, you know, just sounding like this and very calm and just like ready to like, feels like he's ready to unload something. Um, and it feels like something that's been pent up and, and, and built up. And we've been hearing right of a lot of the, the backstage stuff going on with, you know, leading back to double or nothing in the lead up and hangman Adam page and kind of going off script and going into business for himself and doing his promo on punk and catching him off guard with a couple of things and punk retaliating back on dynamite back in late August in the lead up here to, to all out. So a lot of stuff rumblings, a lot of stuff going on backstage meetings being held, whatever. Well, apparently none of it was solved because this blew up right here when CM Punk just went off. So he goes off on this one reporter and starts asking about Scott Colton, who is a.k.a. Colt Cabana, for those of you that don't know, like, wrestlers' real names. And he goes into his whole history of what happened during the fallout with them and, and all that. And then he just goes into, like, this huge profanity-laced tirade against the EVPs, which include Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, 
Um, and he mentions Adam Hangman Page by name. He doesn't mention the other guys by name, but he mentions them as a core, as the EVPs, which we all know. If you if you if you follow wrestling, you know intensely and hardcore, you know that that's them. They're the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. And of course, all of this is happening with Tony Khan next to him. So he's kind of like, you can tell he's got kind of like an uncomfortable look on his face. He's kind of just nodding and letting Punk go on this thing. And, and it goes on for a while. And, you know, I'm team Punk all the way. And, you know, I'm kind of on his side of things when it comes to like, you know, in terms of philosophy, philosophy of wrestling and paying respect to your elders and your veterans and all that stuff. And this kind of like this new generation with the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. You know, I, I, I like them. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're great wrestlers and all that stuff. But I just think in terms of, of character and promos and stuff, like, they're not on a level like that CM Punk is. Like, they haven't drawn to that amount. They're not that known to the mainstream. Like, I can get probably 100 random people and pull them. And I can guarantee probably more than 50% don't know who the Young Bucks are or Kenny Omega. You know, and even CM Punk is a stretch, you know, but what he has going for him is that he was in WWE. So for the most part, he's probably kind of recognized, but he's him either. He's not like on a level of Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or even a John Cena, Hogan, you know, you can keep naming him Flair, but, uh, he, he's more credible. He's more known. So on that side of things, I understand that CM Punk is more of a business draw, but all of this backstage drama with, you know, with what happened to Scott Colton really put like CM Punk in a negative light. And this thing just finally exploded. It was a powder keg ready to explode. So he goes off on this huge tirade and, you know, he's, he's going off on these guys and, you know, and that's not even the worst part that happened. Right. So he does this media thing, right. And it's good for like headlines and clickbait and audio and video and all that stuff. But where the, where it really gets out of hand and into like real, like, Legal trouble is what happened afterwards. So CM Punk leaves this thing and Tony Khan is still there. And then they get the next wrestlers, which I believe were Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland. Um, and then about, I want to say this happened like 10, 15 minutes after CM Punk was done with his interview. And I forgot whose feed I was watching because uh, there was multiple people like live streaming this thing, um, including AEW themselves. So I forgot whose feed I was watching. Um, but the angle that I saw from... At some point during uh, Lee and Swerve's uh, press conference, you see like a security guard just storm out of there like super fast as if something's going down. And of course, nobody made anything of it. Or I mean, of course, everyone was like, well, what the heck was that about? Um, but sure enough, it was stemming from all the stuff that CM Punk had just spewed out about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So what ended up happening was there was a confrontation at CM Punk's Dressing room, locker room, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, he was confronted by Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and other, apparently other people were involved as well. Um, there's two sides to every story and then there's the truth, right? So on one side, we heard that Kenny Omega and the Bucks just approached and wanted to talk to Punk and, but Punk wasn't opening the door. And then I don't know, somehow they ended up getting in either way and a melee broke out and, um, who else was involved? Like Ace Steel. So it was pretty much Ace Steel and CM Punk against the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. And, uh, of course, there were just other people involved there trying to break it up. But during all of this, uh, CM Punk did punch Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. 
Uh, a Steel did throw a chair at some point. I Again, there's a lot of stuff here out of context, so we won't know the full details. And again, information is still rolling out about this thing, but I, I really wanted to jump on it and give my take on it. Um, he threw a chair and hit Nick Jack- Jackson and knocked him out. Reports are saying um, Kenny Omega was bitten and had his hair pulled by that same guy, A Steel. This is the guy that I had mentioned in my other show who was kind of brought in very last second into the storyline with Moxley and Punk and building him up and letting him like not give up on himself and that he was going to fight for the championship. So it was that guy. Um, he looked the worst in, in all of it as far as like the physical altercations. But again, there's two sides to every story. So as I mentioned, there's the side of the Young Bucks and Omega where they, they, they're claiming where they just went to go try to talk to him about um, what had happened. And then there's CM Punk's side of the story where it looked like they were the aggressors coming, you know, banging on his door and breaking down the door open or breaking it open, you know, however you, however you want to spin it. Um, and again, there was people in CM Punk's locker, which included, I, I believe, the wife of Ace Steel. So maybe that's how it factors in on how he got super physically aggressive with the Bucks and Omega. Um, information also coming out that there was all of this was done in front of either a lawyer or a representative that's on the legal team for all elite wrestling so i'm pretty sure we're going to get the full story from that person as far as like an unbiased like side so as of right now um official suspensions are out for like kenny omega the young bucks and then you you saw names on the list brandon cutler who are guys associated with the bucks michael nakazawa was associated with kenny omega christopher daniels who's like a longtime friend of the bucks and omega and all of that stuff so all that stuff's coming out today so again i'm sure this information is being um shared by the person who witnessed it who was part of the legal team of AEW, which is the worst person right you could probably have this fight in front of especially if either side is trying to make their case but the fact that those suspensions have already happened proves that either a they were the aggressors in this whole thing or just they're just slowly rolling out all the disciplinary action that's going to come out of all this um you know, nothing's been said about what's going to happen to CM Punk or A Steel. There's reports of, you know, they're also going to get suspended or they're going to be either fired or released. You know, whatever the case is, that's still being um, decided upon right now. Or I don't know. I mean, again, we're about almost four hours away from AEW Dynamite tonight. And you're talking about people that are like huge stars on the show. CM Punk is the AEW world champion. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are the new AEW Trios Tag Team Champions. Uh, so th- it has to be addressed one way or the other because these guys are our main champions on the show. So one way or another, it will be mentioned, and that crowd's probably going to be fiery as hell. And who knows what kind of show is going to happen tonight. But we do know that none of those people that were involved in that melee, that fight, none of them are involved in Dynamite tonight. That's for damn sure. Um, so that's the latest till now. Now, what I want to discuss now is basically my take on this whole thing. And again, I'm looking at this as like from a business side of things, not because who's your favorite wrestler or whatever. You know, I, as I mentioned, I am in favor of Punk and his feelings on how stuff has been reported and him getting his name being put in a bad light. That being said, 
the way he went about like airing this out publicly in the media in the media scrum was just completely unprofessional. Like as a watcher as of entertainment and you know as a piece of pop culture, like was it entertaining as hell to to watch that and see him go off? Absolutely. There's nobody like that you can talk to in the uh, that watched any of this or any wrestling fan that wasn't like holy shit like he just went off like come on folks if you're not into drama you enjoy seeing it like there, there's a little part of everybody that enjoys seeing the drama that's happening to other people and not themselves like i'm sure there's purists out there that just don't like drama period but come on there there's a i mean if you watch television shows you watch soap operas you watch movies uh, there's drama and all of that stuff. So uh, some little part of you uh, as a piece of entertainment enjoys that stuff. So there's nobody going to dispute that. But now in terms of like you're looking at it from the business side of things and being an employee and, you know, it, like imagine if I did like a rant like this in front of my boss, like that would be completely embarrassing, you know, not, uh, you know, putting the company in a bad light and, you know, not making yourself look good, even though. You may be right about a lot of the issues that are happening and, you know, and there's fault everywhere, right? Like I'm not trying to take full sides on anything. Like I'm with Punk on the majority of the issues that are happening and the stuff that transpired in the, in the lead up to the blow up and all of this, but I'm not in favor of how he went about it and, and just went on this profanity laced rant. And, and mind you, there was also like a kid there as part of the media in this thing so i can only imagine what he's feeling like or you know you want to be like a model citizen in front of like youngsters like that you know i'm sure that kid sees wrestlers as these giant like larger than life superheroes right like a comic book come to life and you're seeing that like that's not a good look on cm punk's part as far as far as like being a role model and i know he doesn't probably present himself that way and he's and he's more authentic and more blunt, and that's why a lot of the reason why he's super popular is because he doesn't, you know, beat around the bush. He tells it like it is, but the way he went about this was just so, like, far left field, and, you know, he had just won the championship, like, and, and it also overshadowed the return of MGF, who also has his own drama to deal with that, you know, he, karma got him in some weird way, so, <laughs> I mean, but, okay, so that's the CM Punk side of things, right, when that's where I stand and how I feel, like, Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. And of course, on his side of the brawl, probably shouldn't have gone physical. But to his defense, if those other, if those guys weren't the aggressors and he still got physical, bad on him. He needs to be fined and suspended. I don't know if fired because that's the biggest draw of your company. And we've seen far worse cases where people were still kept on and they've done much worse shit. Like look at the UFC. Remember that stuff with Conor McGregor where he threw like a chair at a bus and there was people in there and glass was broken. People could have gotten seriously injured. I don't remember if anybody did, but there's stuff like that, you know, and he was never fired or anything like that. And, pe- and Dave Meltzer's like, well, that tells you what uh, that says about the UFC. Well, guess what? Fucking people still are into the UFC. It's still the biggest thing going. It's like the biggest thing on pay-per-view. It's a, a lot of thing that people love to watch. So that doesn't, that didn't change anything. So, and with here with CM Punk, it was just merely words. Um, so I don't think you, you should fire him over just from a business standpoint because he is the biggest draw of that company. That is not in dispute. Anybody that tries to say like, oh, the company will be fine without him. Like, no, you're, you want your company to grow. And if you want it to grow, you need to have CM Punk because he's a fucking draw. Like, that's just fact. There's stats to prove that. There's numbers to go behind all of that. So he's a very important part of that component of AEW growing. 
Now, what he did here, was it a negative? Absolutely. Should he be punished for it? Absolutely. But I don't think you fire the guy. Absolutely not. Unless he just walks, you know, because he could just be completely fed up because he's one of those guys, too, that just stands his ground and believes in what he believes in. I mean, he walked out of WWE like he completely walked out and just never returned. And, you know, he stood his ground, you know, did it cost him in the long run, like legally and, you know, whatever friendships and, you know, huge money. Yeah, but he he also stands up for himself and he stands for what he believes in. So. I can see that being the only way that CM Punk is out of all elite wrestling is that he just completely walks out. But I don't think you should fire him. And if if they do, I think that's a huge mistake. But that's just my side of things. Now, as it pertains to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega um, as wrestlers, I like them. They're, they have great matches. I'm not going to dispute any of that wrestling-wise. Characters, whatever, how I feel about them, whatever. I think they're just so... Uh, overrated in terms of that in terms of character and in terms of like you know promos and that stuff i'm talking about they are executive vice presidents of a million dollar company all right now those titles are important to a company so if it turns out that they went and approached cm punk in an aggressive hostile matter that is absolutely not the type of behavior that should be coming from an ex- someone with a title of executive vice president. I think back to Cody Rhodes, who just left w- uh, AEW a couple months back and jumped back to WWE. There was stuff going on behind the scenes. I'm sure there is. There's plenty of stories. I'm sure everybody has them, but nobody's going to be willing to talk because, you know, they they like the spot that they're in. But I'm sure there was a lot of that stuff going on too that CM Punk is dealing with. The only difference is, is that Cody did the professional thing and kept it all inside. And I'm not saying CM Punk is a complete unprofessional. He was super unprofessional in this moment, but, and he's more outspoken. So Cody Rhodes probably kept it all in and just like, you know, decided, you know, I'm going to be the better person. I'm going to let my contract expire and then I'm just going to go elsewhere. You know, I don't wish those guys ill will, but you know, there was a lot of friction and tension moved on. So, for those that are just on the internet, again, I'm reading everything. The people that are just taking immediately the side of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks only because of they are the ones that got, like, assaulted in this thing. But again, you have to ask the question, were they the aggressors in it? And if they were the aggressors, then you can they can claim CM Punk and A-Steel can claim self-defense or whatever. Yeah, should it not have gone to that physical standpoint? Absolutely. But if they were the aggressors, then self-defense, you know, comes into play hugely. But also, you are an executive vice president of the company. Why are you approaching someone who's not in the right frame of mind? Who just went on a tirade like that? Angry. Just finished a huge pay-per-view main event. He's not in the right frame of mind. Yeah, let's go confront him right now. If they wanted to make themselves look really, really good... And make CM Punk look like the complete asshole and completely isolate him in this whole thing. They would have just waited. Go to Tony Khan and say, hey man, what's up? That guy trashed your three executive vice presidents right in front of you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Put the heat back on Tony Khan to make a decision on doing something. Because all the evidence is right there. What the fuck did this guy just do? He just went on this huge rant 
and just basically buried everybody and especially your executive vice presidents. That would have made them look so good. But now nah, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go talk to him about it right now. Let's go. Hey, hey, CM Punk. Hey, why'd you say all that crap about us? Like, come on, man. Think smartly. And for those internet marks that are like, yeah, they did Young Bucks or whatever. Like, they're the heart and soul of the company. I don't give a shit. If you're an executive vice president, you don't act like that. Or if they're going to remain in the company, they deserve, if, if all of this comes to light, that they were the aggressors in this whole thing, they need to have their titles revoked and they just be regular talent on that program or in that company. They should not have vice pres- executive vice president on their titles. Because if they were the aggressors, and I, again, as of now, they're suspended, right? But they come back and they're still in that same spot. What message does that send to the rest of your locker room? That's a power grab, right? That's absolute abuse of power by them. And I'm not saying that CM Punk should escape this either. He needs to be suspended and also fined. But take off your fanboy hats for the for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Oh, they started a revolution. They started this thing. Yeah, but they can also be assholes as well too. Just It's not only CM Punk. Right? It doesn't get this bad if every, like, I forgot who mentioned this on Twitter. It's a guy that I follow that I like a lot. I think his name is Trevor Dame. He said it doesn't get to this point if everybody, everybody has to have fucked up for it to have gotten this bad. So there is fault all around this. So for anyone that wants to just make it like, oh, this is all CM Punk's fault and it's all on him, I say bullshit, man. Bullshit. Does he deserve to be um, suspended over those remarks and everything that he said in that media scrum? Absolutely. But if those guys went, approached his locker room in an aggressive, hostile matter, and you're talking about three-on-one, and then it ended up being three-on-two, and if they were just self-defending themselves, even though they're the ones that got most of the of the shots in, so be it. They decided to be aggressive about it. They need to be held responsible as well. So as of right now, uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, which consists of Matt and Nick Jackson, uh, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, Christopher Daniels, I think Pat Buck was another one of the agents there. They're all suspended. It hasn't been said for how long. Um, so the only thing we're waiting on is what happens with A Steel and CM Punk. Now my pro- my projection on A Steel is that he'll probably be let go. But again, a lot hedges on what that person from the legal team saw an unbiased person with no side on either table what they saw so that's going to be very very interesting but god damn like how i can't believe like that overshadowed like what was a great wrestling weekend and you know it just it all came and again this all comes back to leadership at the very top you know, and I'm mentioning, we're mentioning all these names, right? All these wrestling heads that were involved. But at the end, this also comes down to Tony Khan, man. Get your house in order. You know, there has to be some real leadership coming. And, you know, you have to start acting like a real boss and not a friend to these, to this crew of, of people that you got in your locker room. Because if not, you know, I always preach it at work all the time. The inmates do not run the asylum here. Like, and I know that's kind of like a, I don't want to say derogatory, but it's just, it's just a, it's just a phrase 
But you don't want the inmates running the asylum. Like, there has to be structure there. And he's a lot to blame on that. I don't think a lot of the media has put that on Tony Khan. A lot of it's like, oh, I felt bad for Tony Khan while he was there, while CM Punk was doing this thing. You know, he could have been like, hey, like, let's change the subject. He could have continuously interrupted CM Punk. Like, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Let's get another question here. Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, at least... He at least he could have tried, and let's say CM Punk continued to just go on this rant. But at least Tony Khan is there making an attempt. But then again, how it all got to this point. Was there ever a sit-down with all of them where Tony Khan tried to get them all in a room and, and try to air out whatever differences they have? Looks to me that there wasn't, and that's what we're end up with here in this aftermath. It's good for us as entertainment because it's just drama for us to watch. But as a company right now, AEW, even though they have all the like buzz and attention right now, it's not in a good way. Like if anything, WWE looks really good after this. And it's like, well, damn, I want to go work over there because even though it may not be the best creative and slowly it's getting back to that, possibly maybe with Triple H in control. But at least over there they have structure and you know you can't get out of line over there. Or there will be severe consequences. And I mean we're seeing disciplinary action happen now. But the fact this probably could have been avoided. It could have absolutely been avoided. But here we are now. And I'm going to be so mad if this ends up being that you know CM Punk ends up leaving professional wrestling again because of this. You know I waited so long. You know he was just about to hit his amazing prime in WWE and then all the stuff went downhill and he walked out, right? You know, there was a lot of stuff building up for him personally, physically, uh, along with just everything that was going on is in the profession. So to him, for him to come back after seven years, after overcoming all of that, you know, mental health and all that stuff to get himself in a position where he felt like, oh, okay, this may be the right time to come back to wrestling, have fun. Let's, Let's see if I can still do this thing and create some new stories, make some new stars. And he's been doing that. He's, it's been great. It's unfortunate that he got hurt earlier this year um, after the Double or Nothing pay-per-view back at the end of May. Or if not, we would have had this incredible summer run of summer of CM Punk just defending the title and you know having that forbidden show with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you know there could have been some awesome dream matches there. And you know they would have just sorted out the drama. You know, there needs to be more structure in that company. They've done a lot of good AEW, but there's also a lot that they need to address. And Tony Khan needs to do a way better job. Like at the end, it all comes down to him. It He signs the paycheck. The buck stops with him. You know, Vince, you know, didn't act like your friend either. Like, you know, for harsh as Vince was, at least he knew like, hey, don't fuck around or, you know, you know, we're going to. We'll put you all in your place. So you can blame WWE for a lot of things. You can criticize them for a lot of things. But at least there's structure back there where you know like you can't cross a certain line. Or if there's beefs or whatever, hey, we're going to hash it out and work it out. So th- those are my thoughts on everything that's going on right now. Just what what a what a mess that we're all just... And everybody's on their phones right now just trying to wait for any updates. And again... Up to right now, the latest on this whole fiasco is that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels, and I think Pat Buck have all been suspended. And we're waiting to see what's going to happen with CM Punk and A-Steel. And AEW Dynamite is four hours from now. So either they're going to 
announce it on the air, which would be weird because this was something that happened not as part of a storyline, but they will have to address the championship portions of it. Like, oh, you know, they won't be here for whatever personal reasons or whatever. But I would be really surprised if they announced, like, suspensions and all that stuff on the air because, again, this was real-life stuff. It's not a work. It's not part of the of the show. And I know I, I like to talk about how wrestling's good when they blend reality and, and, the, and the fakeness, you know, where they have you questioning what's real and what's not. And like, no, this was a real situation that happened and it exploded and in a, in a very bad way. So that's where we're at right now. Wanted to give my thoughts on that. I just had to. There's just, there was just too much to talk about. Didn't want to wait. Um, but I'll be catching dynamite tonight for sure. Uh, the SM football marks is coming up this weekend traveling to Arlington, Texas to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys opening night, Sunday night football. I will be there live in person with Abraham Trevino. We'll be posting our season three premiere, uh, or actually season two of the show, season two premiere of the actual SM football marks. Third year that I've really been covering the NFL as a whole. So we'll be on the road for that. So be on the lookout, predictions, thoughts on the season, you know, Super Bowl, predictions all that stuff you'll get a lot of cool commentary uh we got guests lined up we got we're going up there with guests uh so it'll be a lot of fun i uh, hope you all tune into that still want to catch barbarian this week and then don't worry darlings coming soon so thanks for tuning in on this very <laughs> special important episode that i had to get out there mostly for the wrestling audience that loves to just dive into all of this stuff so thank you guys for tuning in uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. This podcast is on multiple platforms. Go search Palace off the top rope. You'll find it. Thank you, guys. God bless you.